Hello, everyone. Welcome to Popcast on the Rocks, episode 77. My name is John, and I am joined once again by Andrea. How is it going? Good, good. How about yourself on this late night edition of the podcast? Yeah, late night. I'm I'm doing Staying well. Staying up so late, nine o'clock. <laughs> We're crazy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what it feels like sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. True. Mm -hmm. True. Yeah, I mean, usually we're we're talking this late. It's just not that we're starting this late. So, yep, extra yep. crazy. Well, we're a podcast about pop culture things, and sometimes they're whiskey. If this is the first time tuning in uh, or finding us, uh, thank you very much for stopping by. Um, mm -hmm. McNuggets is in the chat. Hey, McNuggets. Hello, hello. McNuggets. I like your name. Yeah, delicious. So we're going to uh, be talking mostly some entertainment news this week, um, mm -hmm. not really a, a central topic or show we're discussing, so um, we can stay pretty spoiler free uh, in most things, I'd say. And we're going to shift things up. We're getting we're getting spicy and uh, <laughs> trying new things. Uh, we're going to talk about our drink holidays right up front. Yeah, I like it. So Monday and Tuesday, back to back, we had two drink holidays. We had on the 27th, crush a can day. And on the 28th, drink beer day. I like it. Very, very clean and simple. And I believe that you may be celebrating both two and one. I am. Yep. I'm representing tonight. I do have a, a can. Ooh, kickball. You've had it? I have, yeah. Yeah, it's very good. I bought it actually so. on a whim when I joined a kickball team on a whim. Mm. So there's a whole story there. But uh, yeah. yeah, how are you enjoying it? It's great. I, I've just, we haven't bought any new beer for a while. So it was sort of just going through and, um, you know, finishing out what we've already bought. So yeah, this, yep. is a, this is a good one. It's really refreshing. It's from South Dakota. Mm -hmm. remedy brewing so yeah good stuff i will drink it and then crush the can later excellent excellent so uh, i believe that will be a lovely closing for our show we will all watch you <laughs> john's like oh oh man i didn't anticipate this <laughs> well McNug mcnuggets asked us to discuss politics and it's a perfect time for me to to oh yeah say for everybody that this is a, like a politics free show so you can be happy to tune in and not have to deal with any of that rubbish. So, <laughs> yep. Uh, I You're not celebrating any drink holidays this week? I am not. I'm not. No, um, I do. Actually, I feel sad. I have a can of beer that I just remembered out in the fridge, um, out in our garage. But uh, yeah, no, I'm not. I've just got my trusty old water here. Right. You know, nothing crazy, nothing, nothing to crush. I don't think I could crush this plastic. <laughs> <laughs> you can melt it. You melt it. I can melt it. All right. Um. All right. So this feels very awkward now. We're uh, you know different uh, different setup. So now I'll ask you. Now that we've got our drink situation out of the, out of the way, mm -hmm. how's your week been? I feel like it's it's been a little while, but maybe it's just it's been just yeah. one week. Yeah, it's just been one week. I mean. A lot has happened uh, in my household. We attended a wedding, which was very fun. Um, congrats to our friends, Natalie and Ben, who just got married. Um, but then also we had our poor little daughter uh, react very poorly to her six-month flu shot. Mm. So she 
right after getting sick with COVID, got sick with the flu. And so, unfortunately, we were, like, back to square one in that department. So, it's kind of, it's been, a like, up and down. It's been up and down. So, I don't know how, how yep. it's been, but it's kind of been a little long. Well, say. I mean, you have to get used to having a, a sick kid a lot and dealing with it and you're getting you're getting the training wheels they're gonna come off soon you know because you'll <laughs> you'll have experienced it and be done that's right you, yeah you, everybody tells me like it's daycare like your your kid's gonna be sick for like the next three years just get used to it so mm -hmm. yep yeah <laughs> yep well did huh. you do any manage anything fun within uh the sick household uh yeah yeah uh, um so obviously taking care of little baby gave me a little time to cuddle up with her in front of the TV and we watched some shows together. Um, we watched um, the newest episode of the newest season of the great British baking show. I am okay. totally one of those people. I'm not even ashamed. I know it's like a whole craze and everybody. Big, yep. You know. I freaking love it. I love it. These people are so great. I forgot how awesome it is. Like all the contestants are so nice to each other. And I feel like, that's one of the things I love best about the show. I mean, I love seeing their weird like baking stuff, but I love like all the contestants are like, let me help you. Let me carry your cake. Let me, you know, whisk your eggs or whatever. I love it. It's great. So I get, yeah, I get tired of like, you know, I can only listen to Gordon Ramsay shout at someone about sure. being stupid in their terrible dish so right? much. And I was just like, yeah. Right. Like, um, I mean, it's so fun. Sometimes when like, you know, you're just like watching people get judged and you're just like, oh, yes. And then sometimes <laughs> it's it's nice to just like have that nicer side of things, too. So, yep. yeah, because I've been watching UFC and it's the same, they're like beating each <laughs> other and then they're done and they hug and, you know, and it's like uh, it's I like seeing the good sportsmanship. I know yes, I tune in for the the trash talk for the right. people that do that, but. I love it. I love that you just related the Great British Baking Show to UFC. That's that's mm -hmm. definitely like quality analogy. Feel good. So, yeah. I Feel love good it. television. Feel good television. Around. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, so, yeah, so I watched that. I watched uh, the entire first season. It's only six episodes of a Netflix show called The Chair with Sandra Oh. And it is all about her being the chair of a liberal arts English department. Um. It's hilarious, especially if like you encounter like any levels of academia and, you know, like the politics and all the crazy stuff um, that goes on in education. It is so, so funny. It's also good if you like don't know anything about that. Like it's just like a great like human story about her, like trying to figure her, her shit out among colleagues who are just like hell bent on setting the department ablaze. Like they're just <laughs> so inept and wonderful. So it's it's very fun. Um, like I said, six short episodes. I flew through them. It was great. Nice. Um, and then I also flew through the the short season of Star Wars Visions, which is okay. new to Disney Plus, uh, mm -hmm. released last Wednesday, right? I think so. Yep. Yeah. So yep. yeah, flew through those nine episodes. Um, I was shocked they're only like fifteen minutes long. I thought they're going to be a little longer, mm. but. Spoiler free, um, I thought it was amazing what the creators were able to do within 15 minutes of an episode. It's, cool. It was crazy. Um, and then lastly, I started Foundation on Apple TV. Okay. So I was a busy, busy girl this week. How far did you get on Foundation? Uh, the two episodes that are released. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Okay. 
Nice. Well, we shared some things in common. I um, I didn't watch through all of Visions yet. I'm okay. Like pacing it. Nice. So seen four of them so far. Nice. Okay. And uh, I've been enjoying them. Uh, I look forward to like critiquing them more specifically later. But yes, absolutely. It's been fun. And then um, Foundation, I am also caught up on as well. I'm re I'm really interested to hear what like uh, our friend Tony thinks about this again, having read the books and um, but it has me intrigued so far and definitely with mm -hmm. season or episode two on that such a cliffhanger. Yes. Like WTF. Oh my God. You know? <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. If we, um, if we talk a little bit more about that, we should, uh, I, I think we should feel free to get a little spoilery. Cause I feel like you can't really talk about it without saying some yeah. things that happen. Yeah, we'll definitely. But if, we'll warn if everybody. In, if you like, if you like the show and you intend to keep watching it as it goes on or whatever, then we and we talk about it more in depth. Then yeah, for sure we'll we'll get into it. Um, I caught up on Ted Lasso as well. Oh, so you're all caught up, like latest episode and everything, or yep. did you? Okay, I yep. actually haven't seen this last one. So okay, yeah, I think I think the most recent season two episode ten. Um, with episode 11 coming this Friday. Right. So this Friday we get a new episode of Foundation and a new episode of Ted Lasso. So Yes. Apple TV just uh, so far, like really picking up the pace right now and crushing it. Just like cans of beer. Just Crush. like cans of beer. Like we yeah. will see John do later. <laughs> <laughs> um, one other thing I will get to as we talk about the Nintendo event later. Mm, yeah. And then I got a little bit more of Ghost of Tsushima in. I got to act two of the game. And I just I kind of want to keep always touching back with it a little bit so I don't forget the controls. It's one of those things like I know it's going to be tough for me during harvest and everything. Yep. But if I can just get a little bit in there here and there so I don't have to relearn everything totally would be, would be good. Totally. Yeah, that's always what I feel like is my biggest like barrier to picking up a video game when you've been away from it for too long. Suddenly you're like, wait, how did I like shoot this? And how did I like, you know, pull my knife out or like, where's mm -hmm. my map? Where's my map, guys? Like, yeah. Yep. Just and totally a lot lost. of a lot of games share a similar language. But then again, there's a bunch that don't, you know, or mm -hmm. something very specific. So, yep. Yeah. Um. OK, well, speaking of games, we've got some games to talk about. Nintendo, you know, last week was a big, big week. And I know it's it's been a little while now. Uh, so the news has been out there. Hopefully you've all had the chance to see the Nintendo Direct from last week. Did Did you get to see it? I unfortunately did not. Oh, I'll, f I'll fill you in then. <laughs> yes, yes. You're carrying this one, John. Tell me all about it. Okay. Well, um, I think if I want to give it a grade, I okay. think it's in the in the B range again. I give it like a B plus. Okay. Um, I thought it, the show kept moving. It had a good combination of, you know, little updates to games we knew were coming soon, but then... Mm -hmm stuff we didn't expect um for instance there is a um game called voice of cards the isle dragon roars 
Tell me about um, this game. <laughs> yeah, I, I, <laughs> I cannot, never I cannot decipher it through this title. <laughs> so <laughs> it's it's taking like uh, it's trying to do like a tabletop kind of thing. It's okay. it's all cards, taking the cards thing very literally. I like the art style. Mm -hmm. um, it's by a you know um, a well known composer and stuff. So the music should be very good and everything is done with cards the battle and the movement like the map is literally it's just um and i'm usually not one that'd be like i'm into card game kind of things in a video game format right. but i do like gwent and do, um yes. and this looks just very pretty so that was kind of one of the earlier surprises that i thought well maybe that would get me out of my normal gaming comfort zone i guess sure so yeah, you've streamed a couple uh your Gwent games. So maybe yes. this could be another. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Um, I laughed hysterically or I guess cursed. I don't know. I was not <laughs> there's a Mario Kart ripoff game by Square. I'm shocked that Nintendo even put it in their direct because it's so blatant. It's like a chocobo <laughs> racer or something like that. Uh-huh. Um it just like the way you grind around corners, mm. the way that you have like your wheels turning and whatever to like float on certain parts mm. of the map. Sure. And just every everything. You have items you pick up to throw at the other people. And I, mean, I was just I know, about to ask that. Yeah. I mean, I know like, I feel like there's there are kart racers. It's like uh, there's Sonic yeah. racing and there is uh, Crash racing. And um so obviously those are coming from Mario Kart, but they feel different enough mm -hmm. that they still they fit in the kart racing genre without being clones. Sure. So, yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. My computer's making noise. I don't know if you guys can hear that, but I'm going nope. to change something. Okay. Um, then we so. There's a couple of things that would have brought this to into the A category for me, probably. They talked and announced their um, next Smash, Super Smash Bros. Uh, presentation. Excellent. They gave a date for that, October 5th. Okay. And also an Animal Crossing Direct coming in November. Nice. If they had just dropped those things and detailed them there, mm -hmm. I feel like that would have been enough to be... You know, maybe cut out a couple other things and just talk. What's the final sure. Smash character and reveal that? I get you. And uh, whatever big is happening in, in Animal Crossing, I feel like that might have been. And sure. I think they're going to want to have their it own out. events. Yeah, I, I, you know, I know they're going to want to go in detail. Uh, uh, Sakurai always goes into detail about how to use the latest Smash character, and they talked about how this is going to be the last direct about Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, and. Wow. Um, it kind of makes me sad because this is a situation where I wish Nintendo would just make Smash Bros and Mario Kart and Mario Party live service games. Like people want, you know, Nintendo to modernize in ways or whatever, and they sell millions of copies of each of the games. But if they want that recurring revenue from something that they literally don't have to work on as much, then you keep the base game and just keep adding content. Right. I mean, where do you go after Super Smash Bros. Ultimate? It's the ultimate. <laughs> Penultimate? Yeah, Super Smash Bros. <laughs> ultimate 2. I mean... Ultimate again? Always yeah. ultimate? <laughs> and, and 
there's so much content in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. There's so many characters. There's mm-hmm. so much music. If you didn't know, they have music from like Final Fantasy and wow. Fire Emblem and Mario and Animal Crossing and like Metroid and like basically everything that's in there. They have a character. So there's non Nintendo things in there, Sonic music, all this stuff. Right. And you can just take your Switch, plug it in the headphone jack and put it to sleep and basically have it be a big MP3 player of Nintendo music or whatever, you know? I mean, that's um, kind of cool. But also, is. like, I don't know. Like, why smash, pardon the pun, everything into this one game? Like, well, they just, it's just, it just is ballooned over yeah. time to include so much content. There's so many Easter eggs for other things sure. and just, um, it's kind of, I, I, whatever they do with the next game, if it doesn't have all that, yeah, it's going to feel lesser than and be yeah. disappointing. Very true. Very true. This feels like so, a George R.R. R. Martin situation where like it's gotten like out of control. Maybe you should just start like getting into like publish one thing and then like save some content and just like keep going. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's better to just like get it out there. Yeah. I mean, you can go in there and listen to the voices of all the different characters. So you can go through and every line of dialogue they have like in the just game listen? for each character. Yeah. So you can, there's a list. So you can go to Link and then clip one. Ha! Clip two. Ah! Clip three. Ah! They're like falling, you know? And you can keep going all the different things. I mean, this it's, sounds really fun if I wanted to like, I don't know, like... I don't make some sort of weird movie or something or like make my own like animation movie <laughs> and like just borrow all these clips of dialogue. But like, mm-hmm. other than that, I don't know. It's, it's great. It just like fan things, you know, it's just, again, adding all random. Stuff. So anyways, my, my rambling on about that is going to be interesting to see what the final smash bros character is going to be. And then I'm worried about what the future is going to be for, for smash mm-hmm. bros. So legit um they revealed a new kirby game kirby and the forgotten land it's a uh, kind of the first open world kirby roaming around kind of game it's mm-hmm. a big deviation from the last few kirby games they've had that have been like more 2d um and like they've always had a, a style that one looks like yarn or something and one's like very drawn or whatever and so they're changing changing that up that's cool uh, they're doing a free update to Mario Golf because a lot of yeah. people complained that there wasn't enough content at launch for that. So, oh, really? I, mm-hmm. That's so a bummer. Adding things there. So this that is so it's a free update. I was That's good. Yeah. Um, Dying Light Two was announced, the cloud version. So that's a more that's a pretty modern, heavier, demanding game. And so Nintendo's again putting their toes in the water in the modern ages at times by offering these games that can't run natively on the switch because it's not powerful enough but they sure. can run in the cloud and so um yeah um project triangle strategies name has been changed to just triangle strategy okay so um that's that metroid dread dropped a new trailer the the big rumored thing was the announcement of the new nintendo online expansion pass um people have been wondering how they're going to add new consoles to the online service you know they just add more consoles and raise the price well i think they're doing a smart thing here they're going to keep the 
regular service that includes what you already have, uh, access to online NES and Super NES games. And sure. if you want more, you can purchase the expansion pass, which will now include Nintendo 64 and Sega Genesis games. Oh, wow. So, nice. Yeah. And it's interesting because um, they're actually making wireless controllers to match this. So they're going to be releasing a wireless Nintendo 64 controller. So if you want to play the Nintendo 64 games on your Switch in the way they were originally, you maybe you want to, maybe you're a big Nintendo That's 64 cool. um, yeah. Mario Kart fan, you know? Yeah. If you want to play it that way, then you can do that. That's awesome. That's really cool. Well, and I mean, wasn't the big hype leading up to the show that they were going to unveil new controllers? I mean, yep, they were talking. Correct. Yep, correct. Yep, it worked out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Um, I mean, new old. I love it. Yep. I don't think people saw the Genesis thing coming, though. Yeah, for Genesis sure. games in the virtual console on like the Wii U and stuff. But it's crazy because they're going to be adding Genesis games to Nintendo system and Nintendo is making and marketing a new wireless Genesis controller as well. So okay. Nintendo is selling a Sega Genesis controller that they made that's wireless to play these Genesis games. Interesting. I wonder Isn't how that like came about. Yeah. yeah. Like if you told someone, you know, like 15 years ago that that would be the case. Oh, absolutely not. Like, yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, I love it, but also like, yeah, I wonder, mm -hmm. I wonder how that, that came to be, that deal came to be. Yep. So no pricing information as of yet, but, um, okay. yeah, I'll be, I'll be picking it up and giving it a whirl. The question will be, do I, do I put the money in for the Nintendo 64 and Genesis controllers? <laughs> hmm. I say yes. Okay. Do it. Um, rumored, off rumored, um, Castlevania advanced collection um was shown off and announced that it was available that day oh wow so it was a surprise drop mm -hmm. and um very cool i picked it up immediately uh they threw in an extra game in there so it's like it's three games plus an extra one for 20 bucks wow um, good deal and yeah so if you're intro into metroidvania kinds of games you're mm -hmm. missing out on some good Castlevania stuff. It's the steel. Um, and I think a lot of people these days probably, you know, missed out on them, but maybe saw the Castlevania Netflix show and could use some Castlevania in their life. These I was going to say, ones. that's, that's a, uh, that's a really smart move there to drop mm -hmm. that. Like for people who did see the show, because I think it did get really big. I mean, I, I don't have like numbers right in front of me, but I know it was one of their most popular ones. And uh, I think I think that's a really smart move to just like keep the hype going, especially leading into their like spinoff that's happening on Netflix. Yep. yep. Um, and then another surprise drop that was announced. No one had any idea about that was available day of is a game called Act Razor. It's actually kind mm. of a remake or a remaster of some sort. So it looks a little nicer and stuff. Um, okay. It's a very unique game that I've never played. I'd only heard of the name. Um, I guess it kind of switches genres a little bit. Like it's some sort of um, kind of action side-scrolling sort of game, but then it jumps to being this sort of um, top-down, like your god world-building sort of thing. 
you know, like okay. managing a village and stuff. I love I, that. That's clearly, like, I, that's like the exact opposite of what I had in my brain, because of course, like you say like anything like blank razor. And I was just thinking like Hellraiser. Yeah. Cause that's, cause that's where my brain went. So it's like the exact mm -hmm. opposite. It's like, Oh, I'm God, not Hellraiser. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So people were excited about that. Um, and then we'll get into, well, like we can, okay. We'll kind of segue here. Sure. Uh, and then finish up the direct. So the Mario movie, they, uh, Shigeru Miyamoto came out and talked about the Mario movie and they revealed the cast. So <laughs> of the few things that had the internet ablaze after this event, this was probably the biggest one. Yep. Um, so you did see this part. You I, did see the Yes. Characters. Yes. This I did see. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about this casting. It seems weird. Um, so we've got Chris Pratt and Charlie Day as like Mario and Luigi, which... <laughs> Like, you know, I, I, I mean, the, the best one to me seems like Anya Taylor-Joy as Princess Peach. Like, I'm there. I'm totally like, yeah, you can, mm -hmm. she could do this. Sure. I'm just, but Mario and Luigi, like, linchpin, this is your leading cast. And, I mean, they're funny. I'm sure they'll, like, be very, like, physically comedic and, you know, deliver the lines. But, like... Are we doing accents? No accents? Like, are we like totally spoofing this? Is this serious? Like, what is this? Well, I don't know what's all announced about it. I I assumed it was an it's an animated movie, so it should be just their voices. Okay. So, I could be wrong about that. But no, I'm, I'm sure you're. I'm I'm hoping you're right. Um, but I'm also like still a little like. Okay, what are we doing like accent wise here? How are we going to talk through this? <laughs> it it's yeah. I mean, the thing that comes out of it for me when I saw this is like I put no thought into the Mario movie. You know, like I'm usually these things don't go well. Though I will say that Nintendo has been very picky about they're very picky about their their IP these days and what happens to it and where it is. So I feel like. If they're doing this movie, they have some sort of clear vision for it. We just don't know what that vision is yet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we have no idea. I just remember like seeing the cast list and thinking like, I love everybody who's supporting this movie. I'm just really not sure about the two main guys. Like Keegan-Michael Key is Toad. Also very there for that. Like Bowser, Jack Black's Bowser. Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong, like I'm totally here, like all day. Very funny. But I just I don't know. I, I don't know I, why. I have to say, whereas my interest was like pretty low for the movie and like whatever happens to it, you know. Mm -hmm. I have to say I'm way more interested now. Sure. I'm my, I'm very curious. And but is it is it, it because you're excited? Is it because you're excited or because you're worried? Like, is it like, oh interesting, or is it like Ooh, I guess I don't know how this is going to turn out. I better watch it. It's like a car crash. I'm not, you know, I'm not sure if it's because it's in my head that video game movies so often don't do well and sure. that this movie wasn't probably going to be for me. It's like, I don't, I don't care when a new Pokemon movie comes out, you know, like mm -hmm. I enjoy the original back in the day and I, I still like Pokemon and stuff. 
but I'm not invested in the new Pokemon movies that may occur or the new television series even or whatever. I was going to say, I'm not, I'm not generally interested in the Pokemon movies, but I do care about like the television series because that was like okay. hardcore childhood. And every, ones? I know, but like, when it comes out? like every time I feel hopeful that it's going to like recapture that magic and sometimes it does and sometimes it does not. But I'm still like in for a couple just to see. I mean, is is it unfair for me to be like, you know, we'll get to this later. Uh, Kaui Bebop, the animated thing, and then they're going to make a live action one. Yeah, I'm like worried about that and kind of bothered by it. But this I just it just doesn't matter to me. It like, doesn't I love Mario, but like this, the, the this movie is of no consequence to me. Sure. I'm interested still one way or the other, but I right. if it bombs, which usually they do, which yeah, then whatever. And if it's good, then it's a surprise. Kind of like Sonic. I didn't care about the Sonic sure. movie at all. Sure. Zero F's given. <laughs> but then because I like the Sonic games, but I didn't care about this kid's movie. But then I True. saw it and it was fun. Yeah. I feel like so I feel like, yeah, it's totally legit to care and not care. Um because I think Cowboy Bebop, obviously, that's something a little bit more personal. You know what I mean? Like, that means a little bit more to you. Like, you can care about Mario, but not, like, as much. So, like, this movie doesn't have the same stakes for you. Plus, I mean, I did just look at it. It is animated. So, at least it's in the same medium. It's not yeah. like they're totally trying to cross it over. Like, I was thinking they were trying to do and, like, do, like, a live action. <laughs> which would just be, like... <laughs> complete insanity totally bonkers so all right i'm giving this like much more of a chance now but what yeah i wanted to see after this cast announced i wanted to see the cast of always sunny do the whole Mario movie. <laughs> so charlie days luigi d you know is <laughs> princess peach and she has to be with her brother her brother's gonna be mario <laughs> just you know oh god it would it would fit right in in a bowser yeah i yep i was gonna say it would fit right into like a weird episode of it's always sunny it would sound wario danny devito should be wario yeah but yeah (laughs) danny Danny devito could be a plethora of roles and i would enjoy him in (laughs) a lot of them easy as yoshi he could just he could just do whatever he wanted to do he could just be like i'm gonna be like all these guys you guys figure out the main cast here yeah uh well i yeah i i don't know i'm i'm gonna wait to see uh a trailer until I have. Sure. So I know what vibe tone, all this stuff they're going for. Yeah. I mean, animated I also. Of... Yeah. Animated also means like a broad swath of, you know, possibilities. Yep. So. Yep. Um, okay. Rest of the direct, um, let's see Splatoon three. They showed some more. I've never gotten this into Splatoon, but I have to say, I liked the, the art style and kind of, um, the feel the the trailer was putting off so mm-hmm. then they they did that in a very corny kind of presentation which i really didn't prefer so that's what my comment was just like can we just sure. have subtitles can we just yeah i don't know this is a bit much so um and then they finished out the show by giving everybody some bayonetta three which sure. was originally shown off I believe the year that the Nintendo Switch came out and Oof. it's been pretty silent since. And so okay. people, p- 
people were like, if it doesn't show up here, the game is, I mean, people already thought it was in trouble. Right. If it doesn't show up here, what, it's canceled or something, you know? Right. So um, they acknowledged Oof. that it was late. Then they said unfashionably late coming in 2022. When, uh, this would be a good question for our technical director. When did the Switch come out? 2017, I believe. Okay. Yep. So okay. 2017 was the Switch release and came out Breath of Wild and Mario. Okay. Odyssey. I was going to say, I mean, it's not quite as late as I had thought because I thought 15 or 16, but still. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, if you That's look rough. at it now, 2022, so if it was oh, announced so yeah. in 2017, 18, 19, yeah, that'll 20, still be a good five years, yeah. I mean, you have to assume the game was in development before that. Right. So for a game like this, you know, what, a six to seven year development cycle right. is a big development cycle. So... Better be a damn yeah. good game. I know. <laughs> yep. It better be. Um, and honestly, the trailer was okay. So I'm mm -hmm. not, you know, I'd be excited for more Bayonetta, but sure. I mean, I'm not if this is the, yet, is it, yeah. I mean, if this is the first you've seen of it since then. Yeah. I mean, I think when they first showed it, it was basically just like some sounds and the title okay sure shots you know was there was nothing there so sure okay anyways that was the nintendo uh direct there was plenty more things in there as well that uh, a number of people were excited about but that was kind of my highlights i suppose mm -hmm. um technical director alan had mentioned earlier so i'll bring it up right now too that um the switch did get an update that finally unlocks its ability to use bluetooth to Ooh. use your head headphones. Oh, cool. So four years, whatever, five years into the <laughs> Switch's life cycle, you can now connect your Bluetooth headset to the <laughs> Nintendo Switch. Oh my goodness, so, such new technology. Baby steps, <laughs> baby steps. So um, yeah. All right, moving on to new categories not related to video games so much, even though there are video games um, in mm -hmm. this in the world of this next category. Yeah. Doctor Who is getting a new showrunner, a new old showrunner. I was going to say, you tricksy guy, you. <laughs> new old. Mm-hmm. Russell T. Davies is coming back. Excellent. I like it. I love it. I love it when, a, like, an original showrunner comes back. Mm-hmm. I dig it because I often feel like even if, um, you know, like successors take over for a while and it goes well, there's always that moment where like stuff starts to go off the rails and you just feel like you want that like comfort and safety of like that, the, the person who brought it back or like who started it up, you know, who kind of had that like creative energy going to bring it back. Mm -hmm. And I think this is a good moment. I mean, it's certainly something I think to get excited about i think that's um it's a good chance we'll be disappointed because i mean it happens you know he, he was clearly the show hit a magical place when it yeah. re rebooted kind of relaunched um back in like 2005 and um you know one can only hope they can manage to rekindle that sort of Art. i don't know environment and yeah everything because I'm just looking at the list of things that he wrote. Yeah. And his, his show, his, so 
Rose, uh, End of the World, World War Three, Ed Wolf, Christmas Invasion, mm-hmm. um, Runaway Bride, so uh, good. Voyage of the Damned, The Stolen Earth, Journey's End, The Next Doctor, Planet of the Dead, Water of Mars, End of Time, One and Two, The Doctor's Wife. So good. Such That's good a episode. lot of good stuff. Yeah. You know? So, um, I see that in 2020, he did Fugitive of Jadoon and the Timeless Children. So he did. I don't, I'm, I'm a little confused because it says in here, like this character and then Captain Jack created by Russell T. Davies. So maybe okay. he didn't write the episode, but his characters were in it. I'm a little confused of the credit here. Sure. On IMDb, but interesting. Anyways. So, yeah, I'm I'm all in for this. I mean, I think I think I'm approaching it with like tempered expectations because like you said, there was clearly a cultural moment in which Doctor Who like this this kind of second, you know, wave of it kickstarted and was super popular. Um and I think that was like a great time, but I mean, there's there's no way to like go back and recapture that exactly but i think there's still a way to like take that energy and move forward and take that mm-hmm. like quality writing that he has and take like this technical moment that we're in that's so much more advanced than what mm-hmm. he started with you know yeah. back when when Eccleston did his first season as the doctor i just i think there's a real opportunity here and i'm willing to give him like a bunch of episodes at least to just like settle in and figure it out. Yeah. So where do you want to see Doctor Who go then? Where do you want to see him take it? Like, what do you want to see from the next doctor? What do we, you know, what do you? Yeah, it's hard to say because I haven't seen much of Jodie Whittaker, which mm-hmm. I feel, I feel bad ish about. Um, yeah. I'd I'd love to like slow down a bit on like the sort of frenetic like here, there, everywhere, and just like take some episodes to maybe focus on the doctor and like I don't know. Just like stay in like one place for a bit and just like have some like semi small adventures that, you know, like we encounter like other species or we encounter like one companion that we're building with. But like also focus on the doctor and where like the doctor is at. Cause I feel like yep. it's at it's a it's really superficial right now. Like the sh- sure. the the episodes I've caught just seem just not very like introspective, not very like relationship building. And I'd just love to get back to some of that. Some of like the, you know, kind of humanish elements of Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's what made the soft reboot. Um, I think that was the defining factor that wasn't mm-hmm. as present in the original Doctor Who mm-hmm. was the emotional notes they managed to hit mm-hmm. in an overarching story. Yeah. You know, you'd have plenty of um, great, interesting episodes in all of them, but what kind of brought it to the next level? Mm-hmm. was Eccleston's doctor dealing with, you know, trying to use humor to deal with his, like, guilt and loneliness, you know? Mm-hmm. And then um, Tennant's doctor, like, having to deal with the, the 
relationship and the feelings he he was developing for Rose and you know and then losing it, her yeah right so these like point these like impactful moments that besides the fun and the excitements that we got with with the with Doctor Who that really brought this to another level like the episode with um Tennant um that's the two-parter where he no longer has his memory and he's oh, living yeah. as human. Yeah. That stuff hit, hits hard, you know? It does. Yep. So it's the timey-wimey with that. And I hope that, yes. you know, because it's kind of sad that in the last few years, honestly, Rick and Morty has been the one out Doctor Whoing. You know, that's Doctor been Who, the more yeah. Doctor Because there's trippy stuff in there. They play with time and um dimensions and all these you know traveling the universe doing crazy stuff that's very thoughtful um they just don't have the emotional elements most of the time because it's supposed to be so silly right so if we get if we get that great writing those i don't know i i i i'm i am excited if you can't tell i am excited i hope that uh i hope we can live up to the yeah yeah yeah, I'm I'm really hoping like you said it can it can bring back some of those those humanizing moments and those relationships and those like emotional um emotional moments, emotional builds, you know, where we feel like this connection, we feel like the the emotional journey that the doctor and or a companion are going on. It doesn't need to be like some sort of like soft soft reboot. You know, I don't need like, you know, a, a doctor companion um, romance or, you know, like semi romance, right. any any kind of that stuff. I just want like a connection. And I just mm -hmm. feel like that's what's missing right now. And they need to stop. I, my dream here is that they. They cast aside the cheap get of. Always the callback to the Dalek or something. Yeah. You know? We need to move on. We need to, we need to like, just move on. Fresh encounters. New, yeah. Right. New, new dilemma, you know, or, and, and then I really want to see them deliver on a doctor that is more akin to the first or second, or maybe like eighth doctor. I want that mm -hmm. slow, more curmudgeon -y. Mm -hmm. I want it just, I want to feel the doctor is very different. Yeah. So then you can have those moments when he seems very like a previous doctors that they stand out, you know, mm -hmm. you're like just add in those little elements or something. Mm -hmm. But the promise we got with Capaldi that never was never followed through on. I, I wish they could, they would, they would manage that. Yeah. I, um, I was really disappointed early on in Capaldi because I was so excited for something different. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like not that, not that Eccleston, Tennant and Smith, you know, being like young, like sexy doctors wasn't fun. It was, they all did absolutely fabulous jobs, mm -hmm. but yeah, there, there got to be a sameness to the doctor yep. and it was fun to be like, cool. Like now we're totally changing it up. But then I felt like they still tried to be like, it's okay that he's old. He's still going to be really cool. Yeah. And we're going to like have him like run around and be crazy and like, you know, talk to his companions and just be like overly hyper and excited. And I think he like 
really settled down as the seasons went on, but it wasn't, it was too late. It was too late to have him like totally flip his personality, which he would have had to do. I think he settled much, much into a much more even character, but it didn't feel personality wise like he was different. It felt like the same personality just in an older guy. Mm -hmm. I think it's, again, um, I think it's writers not underestimating their audience, mm -hmm. thinking they have, you know, well, they fell in love with this thing. So therefore, only this thing is going to resonate with them. Exactly. They'll yep. do more of this thing. And yep. I don't know. So. Yep. Um, well, we'll see what happens. I'm excited. Nonetheless, let's go. Doctor Who, come back. Um, things I'm less excited for. Uh, I don't know if you <laughs> They released. I saw, I think it, oh. IGN did a side-by-side -side of the opening scene Cringe. for the original Cowboy Bebop and then the new one. Cringe. Oh, uh, I, I wanted to like it, and there were elements that I did. It just doesn't work with people the same way. And I, and I really, really wish whoever made that trailer could have, could have maybe watched them side by side. Like the way oh, that they we had did. to, to get it I, to like I mean, line I, up in some, I mean, you know. yes and no. Cause I, I mean, well, yes, probably. So, because obviously it wasn't like an exact shot for shot, like mm -hmm. exact same thing, but it was, oh, it was like an homage gone wrong. It was just awful. And I was so sad because this makes me so nervous and just disappointed already in the show. Mm -hmm. <sighs> when I first started, I'm like, okay, they're going very literal. And then it started to get different um, in weird ways. And then it's like, okay, I don't know that you guys understand the tone of this show at all. Because, I mean, you watch the so... opening scene... And yeah. then watch the end end closing scene. And between that, you should be able to figure out what Kawi Bebop feels like. And this feels it feels like almost like they're making fun of it. Yeah. It's like weirdly like posy. Like yeah. over overly posy and cheesy and dramatic. Like, someone's running, like fake running, you know, yeah. when I'm it's like is this a gonna be a a comedy? Or is this is a Right? A roast like, of Kawi Bebop? Right. That's what it feels like. It feels like one big giant like satire of Cowboy Bebop. And it's really awkward. I hate it. Uh, I mean. Yeah. I think it would have been fine. There, There's so many things that would have been fine, I think, if they just didn't have the actual cast in there. Do you know what I mean? Like if the people weren't in there and you kept the music and you just did like something different do you know what i mean like you didn't even have to have the people in there or you just like introduce them just in like shadow or something you know what i mean like but sure. the fact that they like put the people in there they were posing there was winking but it didn't feel like you and me it felt like hey like it was so awkward like look what i'm doing oh man renato thanks for joining the show have you watched Cowie Bebop, and have you watched the new side-by-side -side opening comparing the original animated opening 
to the uh, new one for the Netflix live action. Let us know, everyone out there, let us know if you've seen this, what you think. I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it, it, it was not a promising start. They should not have released this because no. the rest of the show is like, this good and they're confident about it this was not something to watch and then you know you you need to it'd be like okay well that was not that didn't look good but maybe the episode's good well we don't know we can't see that so right right this is a this is a false step in releasing this i agree and i and where is ed too like all the panels are for you know where is ed I I've seen know. plenty of people cosplay as Ed. That's the sad thing. I've seen people cosplay all these characters that look more like these characters than what they have here. Um, I so yeah. I don't want I, someone to tell me they can't do Ed because I've seen, I've seen <laughs> Ed in real life. I yeah. I uh, I still like John Cho's look. Mm -hmm. Um, I still think that element works, but he can't carry the it's, show. That's the best thing we've seen so far. Yes. I, the best thing we've seen is his look, but this opening further emphasizes the idea of it. Those screens we had of the show looking kind of clean and CW ish. Yep. This is like making that and making it worse. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not a good start for the show. Uh, which I think is very unfortunate. Yep. Um, in more positive news, we'll start. We're gonna spin up to positive, maybe, and hopefully end on end on a high note here. Um, <laughs> we were just talking a couple weeks ago with Emily about Star Trek and yeah. the Oval, and then miraculously, announced they announced Orville is coming back. Orville, yep, that's right. Horizons. That's right. I'm excited about that. I've seen a couple of Orville episodes sporadically, and now I'm hoping to get like really into it. Yeah, I'm I'm pumped. I didn't know. I didn't think they were going to make more. So, yeah, good news. Um, the trailer showed us nothing, basically. So, yeah, no, absolutely. But... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, and then you found this last story. Um, this came out yeah. last for me. Right? Like, I mean, I I saw like Gladiator sequel and was just like, well, obviously you've got me with this like nice bit of clickbait. Um, it is real. It's happening. Um, so far, no Russell Crowe announced to uh, to somehow pop in um, <laughs> from Elysium where he is currently resting. Spoiler alert for Gladiator. Sorry, y'all. Um but yeah, so uh, Ridley Scott is uh, working on the script for a sequel to Gladiator. I can't believe it. Um, <laughs> I had no idea that apparently the sequel was first announced a couple of years ago, that it was in the works. That just like blew right yeah. past me. Um, but yeah, now it's really happening. He's going to be at the helm again. And uh, it's going to follow one of the characters from the first film, um, the young boy. Um, Lucius, like the the Joaquin Phoenix's sister, son. Okay. So, I, like I have no name. idea. I have no idea what it's going to be about. Like no plot clues given, but yeah. 
I'm I'm very surprised. Uh, I think mm-hmm. that I don't know. I, I was also surprised to see that Ridley Scott is 83. Really? So it says you in the, the article you posted by Hollywood Reporter it says. Uh, oh, yeah. 83 year old. Yeah. Yeah. My God. He's, Good for uh, him. He does not look 83. Like, way to go, Ridley Scott. He you got keeps, some years in you. Working. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Renato says uh, Joaquin was perfect in that movie. Yes. Part of the, yeah. part of the reason Which, I fell in love with him as an actor, I think he's so amazing. That's just really, really good. Apparently, um, he's coming back for it. Okay. Let me double okay. check that. Yeah. Yep, Joaquin Phoenix is coming back. Okay, here's something controversial. Renato just said in the chat, Ridley needs to chill. He's ruining the Alien franchise for me. (laughs) Wow. Huh. What? Hmm. Okay, well, we're going to have an Alien show at some point, Ridley Scott show, so we'll we'll get into that then. But um, Well, he uh, he is fulfilling your wish. He is taking a chill from the Alien franchise to do Gladiator now. So, well, step, it's only Napoleon, back. too. So, yeah. it sounds like Napoleon and then this. And obviously, yes. if he's still involved in Raised by Wolves. Right. Right. He was. Oh. What was he doing? What is he doing? Oh, House of Gucci is his other, like, totally left field film that's coming out in November. Ridley okay. Scott's. So, House yeah, so he's. Gucci. He's. Yeah, it's uh, Lady Gaga and Adam Driver. I have seen... What? Yeah, I have seen trailers for this. Um, I did not know it was really Scott, though. So he's just, like, all over the place right now, apparently just kind of, like, flexing his range muscles because, like, <laughs> I, don't yeah. know. I don't know how you go from, like, House of Gucci to Napoleon to Gladiator. I don't know. Maybe they're all historical and he's just on like a historical kick or something but yeah, yeah. really producing a lot it looks yes. like too but well i mean you think um think this is going to be any good obviously who knows but um who knows i mean i'm i'm like hopeful again uh i loved gladiator it's one of my my top five movies of all time it's amazing um, it's always nerve wracking when you feel like something that good is getting a sequel. Cause you're just like, Ooh, yeah, like, is it going to like taint the original now if it's no good? Um, but yeah, so, I mean, I, I'm encouraged that Joaquin Phoenix signed on. So hope I, I think this Interested. is going to be Intrigued. like Blade Runner. It's one of those things where the sequel takes sure. place. It happens so far removed that. Yes, there's fans of the original that are sure, gonna but it's not one. gonna like really touch yeah, it. Yeah, like there's a yeah. lot of people that have no idea, have not seen yeah. Gladiator or nothing, whatever. And so a sequel to them is gonna be meaningless. And sure. I, you know, maybe it will be great. Like as I, I really like the Blade Runner sequel as well. Yeah, but it also bombed for how much it made it cost to make, and really makes right. expensive movies a lot. He does. So. He does, yeah, he does make expensive movies and he does make long movies. And I think that's mm-hmm. something he needs to like tamp down a little bit. 
See, that's why I'm, I'm kind of sad he didn't have more hands on with Raised by Wolves because that seems mm-hmm. perfectly fit for yeah. him that, in that long format, drawn out, new yep. kind of crazy world. Like that seems perfect. Yeah, absolutely. But, maybe it's it's kind of weird, but I just like thought maybe he has like ADD and just like yeah, like loves yeah. like long stuff, but then is just like nope, all right, I'm done now. Like can't commit to the mm-hmm. rest of this. So, yep. It's funny. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Yeah. Hopeful. Well, Could be cool. Yeah. Uh, we set out figuring we'd have a shorter episode this week, and, and indeed it is a shorter episode. My God. What do you know? Breaking <laughs> records. We, we can do it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, anyways, that was Popcast on the Rocks, episode 77. Um, we're a weekly podcast talks about pop culture things and sometimes there's whiskey we will be back next week as well hopefully with another new exciting episode we'd like to thank our um theme song creators uh, killing the flower um, for creating such uh said theme song you can check them out on youtube spotify and instagram and be sure to follow us and like and share on all the applicable Social media things, leaving a review on your favorite podcast directory is a very helpful thing as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah. Check out our Actually, episodes on YouTube. Yeah. Maybe you just want to look at some reviews. We've got, you can go to the, the clips playlist and look at reviews for all the shows we've talked about in the past and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So a wealth of content, as they say. <laughs> literally what i was about to say so as they say <laughs> yeah so thank you uh renato for jumping in the chat and thank you everybody else for tuning in and thank you andrea for joining me once again of course as always cheers everybody <laughs>